You're listening to Sideshow Network. Check out all of our shows at sideshownetwork.tv. Maker Podcast. We're back. I am your hostess with the mostest, the pet matchmaker herself, Elaine Hendricks. Yeah. yeah. That's me. Wow. And uh, I got with me my bestie, my master mixologist, my man around town, Dr. Brown. Hello. Happy to be here. I got some good spirits for you later on today. Ooh, yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. And then there's Big Wade. Big Wade. <laughs> <laughs> Big me, yeah. The, see, the people listening at home don't realize she was trying to go past me as quickly as possible, so I had to interject with any kind of noise. So I just went, and then said something right afterwards. <laughs> well, it's either that or I take really long. You do. You do. That's, we, we're we're, we're going to start shaking it up. I know. we got to mix it up now. And then. We'll yeah. take suggestions. Yeah. Every once in a yeah. while. Yeah. Uh, very special guest on today. So excited. The only thing that... Um, makes me sad is that she's not actually here with us but we're going to be on the phone with the one the only the margaret cho you don't need a the there's only one margaret cho yeah well that is true that is true (laughs) i will say because of you i get to meet all these fabulous people i've met her a couple of times before and also, um, we at the ACLU gave her an award a few years ago. Oh, so yes. it's like a lot of our favorite celebrities are wonderfully talented, wonderful activists, and love animals. I mean, it doesn't get better. Does not get any better. Um, yep. And Margaret has always been, we're going to talk to her about this, uh, so I want to save some of it, but she is, has always been a champion of my work. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, God, I love, I just love her. She's amazing. We've, we've done a lot of professional work together and then advocacy work together, and she's awesome, as, as yes. you all are going to, as you all are going to learn. Um, Dr. Brown. Yes. What is our drinks? You look thirsty. <laughs> I've got for you today. Actually, I'm taking it easy. You're going to be shocked, Wade. This is a really simple, straightforward all recipe. Right. No muddling. No. Then I want no part shaking. of it, Tony. I know. Not even a sprig. <laughs> we've got the parakeet tweet. It's simple, but you'll sing like a bird. Ooh. I always like to have. Uh, yeah, a little, no, yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. I like to have. Yeah. Do you write yeah, those you know. down? I do. Yeah. <laughs> you expect me to remember? <laughs> nice. He's got like a Joan Rivers wall, <laughs> just all <laughs> categorized. So you're gonna get a champagne flute, and you're gonna add to it some fresh mango puree, or just a little mango nectar if you have to. Uh, and you're gonna do one generous part of brandy that's gonna bring the flavor, and uh, then you're gonna fill that. Fill that flute with Prosecco. So it's going to be nice and fizzy and brandy. And finish it with a twist of lemon. See, that's a, just a simple yeah, champagne Yum. cocktail. Yeah, pretty oh, basic. Yeah. Yeah. Delicious. Yeah. Sounds yeah. yummy. Okay. And our spirits-free version, we're going to get that champagne flute again because just because it's spirits-free doesn't mean it doesn't have to be fun or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> if you say so, Tony. <laughs> so you're going to take a champagne flute and you're going to put that mango puree or mango nectar in there. You're going to add orange pico tea, finish it with a splash of club soda and a twist of fresh lemon. There you go. Yum. Ding, ding, ding. Oh. Cheers. 
Yummy. It'll be delicious. Um, I used to have parakeets. I had parakeets too. They're sweet, sweet yeah. little birds to How have. How long do they live? Beautiful budgies. They live about eight years, or okay. they, they have the ability to live about eight years. Because some birds live crazy long, and that's... Well, parakeets are in the parrot family, which mm. can live up to, you know, 100 or more. Yeah. And... Um, but parakeets, they're they're so little, and they very they're very prone to illnesses, yeah. whether that be airborne or foodborne, you know, whatever. Just because they're so small, but they're so sweet. And I, after having them, because um, I, I inevitably I always well, not always, but I get animals from people who like aren't keeping their animals. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't don't get rid of your animals first yeah. of all, and second of all, don't send them to me if you are. Yeah. And. Um, and so the little uh, the little budgies that I they're also called budgies, budgies. Uh, that I rescued um, after they had passed away. I was lis- listening one time to just a recording that I had made, and I heard them in the background. And I was like, yeah. oh, it just brings back such sweet memories because they're yeah. ju- they're very very talkative. Yes, little creatures. I was just gonna say mine actually learned little noises around my house, and so they would. Re- them because like parrots they can mimic yeah yeah and they can't wonderful. say words but yeah, they can absolutely do sounds. sounds yeah and i had a pair together they were a beautiful little couple and my little female one actually laid a little egg really yeah. Yeah, not fertilized no no it didn't go anywhere oh i know did you get her a little nesting box she had it. exactly yeah i sure yeah. did that was yeah sure did i do oh, maybe i'll get budgies again now that the kids off to college i gotta i gotta refill my empty nest i know yeah. oh, Zach doing out in college land. He's loving it, loving it. Yeah. Missing his dad as well he should. <laughs> you mean it wasn't as soon as he gets there? Bye, Tony. Who? No. What? Yeah, okay. It was a little like that. <laughs> <laughs> No, he's having a great time. Hey, Zach. We miss you. Yeah, I know he... hi, Zach. Zach listens to all of our podcasts. Every... Oh, Zach is like one of my favorite listeners. He might be my favorite listener. And he watches Sex and Drugs and Rock and Roll yes. with his Auntie Elaine every week as well. Episode five this week. Oh, oh. Griffin Dunn Academy Award nominee Whoa. as our therapist. Well, I love Griffin Dunn. <laughs> yeah, he's he's yeah. an amazing, yeah, amazing guy. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's funny. Got a dry sense of humor. Very dry and yeah. so smart. Yeah. He's directing a lot these days. Wonderful. Uh, I'll have to rope him on. I got, yeah, rope I was all. Just um, that. Yeah, yeah I rope all my friends on, like Margaret Cho, who's going to be joining the us. Incredible, Margaret. <laughs> the incredible. And hey, this week we got a couple of um, holidays of our pet holidays. I'm going to mention at least two of them, which is Feeding Pets of the Homeless Week and International Homeless Animals Day. Uh, that happens the 9th through the 15th, and then on the 15th, um, these days are these holidays are are recognized. And I bring that up because, uh, as we're going to hear from Margaret, she's very involved in in homeless mm-hmm. work. So um, we're going to mention that to her, and uh, we encourage everybody get involved in your community. Yes, absolutely. Doesn't, doesn't take anything away from you. In fact, it adds to your life. Mm-hmm. We we of course want you to get involved with animals, but really everybody and anybody and and here's the thing is that if you're helping someone you certainly don't have to harm animals yeah there you go you know that that's pretty basic and i think that's pretty easy and really we're all animals and we are all animals it's an easy way to live longer (laughs) people who are active in their communities and in politics or animal advocacy or whatever it is live longer Yes, Just that simple. Do. Yeah, well, they did a study too, I guess, right? We, yeah, we talked. We, people, studies. people that own pets and stuff are, are you know, well, no, he's talking about getting involved. But no. if you, if yeah, you have a pet, too, owner, yeah, yeah you're yeah. less inclined to be depressed and things oh, like yes. that. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. a ton of therapeutic benefits to, to being an animal lover or an animal owner. Yeah, uh, just do it right. Yeah. 
Amen. And to learn more about that, you can go to the petmatchmaker.com yeah. now in this case that is the petmatchmaker.com it is unfortunately there's a headache out there but yeah that is it's the <laughs> the, the petmatchmaker pet don't mess that up but it's not the margaret cho that's just margaret cho who's on fire yeah she is on, always, on always fire. on fire yeah so you know what let's uh let's take a quick little break and then let's get madam cho on the line yes Hi, it's Elaine Hendricks, and in addition to all of my animal work, my day job is as an actress. And as you've heard, we've been talking about my new show, Sex and Drugs and Rock and Roll. Please tune in, watch, spread the word, and come share the love. As promised, we have the awesome, the fabulous, the fantastic, the wonderful, my friend, your friend, the funny lady, Margaret Cho, everyone. Hi, thank you. I love that. All this whole build up and then Margaret. Hi. (laughs) Well, she's not here to appreciate the synergy of the room. I know. We all, like, we all. It it was like we all did actually get physical right then. We're all sort of like, you know, getting out of our chairs a little for you. (laughs) We did. I know. I feel it. I feel it. I I need it. Thank you. She feels the love. Yeah. So, um, Margaret and I have known each other for years because thanks to Margaret, I got to be a part of her movie, Bam Bam and Celeste. Yes. Yes, and Elaine is wonderful in it. You see, he's actually the villain. Yeah. I know. You play, you play the villain often, even though you're actually such a nice person. Maybe that's why you play a good villain. It's the shadow side of you. Well, totally, because I say I don't really let that side out of me. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't let it out a lot, and so when yeah. I do movies, that's when I get to like just really go for it. <laughs> yeah, it's really great. It's so fun, and Elaine did a wonderful job, and um, I wrote the script, and, and uh, so it was, a, it was a great. I think we did it was it 2003 or something. Oh or my four, god! Or, I don't even. Wow, was it that long ago? It's god, time Ooh. flies. Holy cow, time flies. Well, you know the I thing. I know because I remember that you had just gotten Pilock. Yeah. Oh. You, you just got Pilock, and then Pilock was like just like your first. I think your first rescue dog, and then I gave you a book on how to um, read dog faces. Yes, you sure did. Which I still have. It's a green and cream colored book. I still have that book. I remember because that was a good resource. Yes. Fantastic, and I would bring T-Lock to set, and uh, people would help babysit her, and I'd leave my, I had a, at that time I had a station wagon, and so I left mm-hmm. the back end open, and I had T-Lock in there with a blanket and toys, and everybody would go visit T-Lock, and she'd hang out with us. Mm-hmm. And she had root beer eyes. Yes. Uh, yes, yes, yes. root beer eyes. And then uh, Margaret has a boyfriend in my other, one of my other pups, Ross Moore. That's Margaret's boyfriend. I love Ross. That's my boyfriend because he has white eyelashes. He wears like mostly (laughs) primer. Only primer, but not mascara. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) He's kind of beautifully glam. (laughs) Um, And then we ended up doing, I got to to perform live with you many, many times when you were putting Sensuous Woman together, which started out as a live show here in New York, and then you ended up taking it to Broadway. Well, it was was really fun, and we were just kind of like all over the place. It was really just a celebration of women, and it started off as a benefit uh, show, and we do these like benefits to... um, just just sort of people like one of the people who benefited was Asia Carrera, who's a porn star whose 
husband had been killed, and she was like six months pregnant and couldn't work at the time. And so we gave her money, and we were sort of like um, Oprah's whore network. <laughs> we were like trying to help, like just people who don't really get that sort of attention. You know, like where does where does a porn star turn to? You know, well, I have a couple of suggestions and and stuff. And so um, we were just helping different women. We helped. Uh, I remember we did a lot for Habitat for Humanity and. That was a major thing back then. That's great. And that was really good. So thank you, Elaine, for doing that with us. Oh, my gosh, of course. Uh, Anything from Margaret. So fun. And uh, that's that's something that anybody who knows you has to know how involved you are in the world because that's like that's your thing you do you speak up for people who can't necessarily speak up for themselves and and for for people who the rest of the community the rest of the world may have judgments towards that's one of the things that i love about you like you don't judge people you stand up for people Uh, yeah well i try to i mean i think that you know there's so much to be done and there's so many people and animals. Of course, we have a responsibility in this world. If we have the ability to help all creatures, we should. Yes. Yeah. And and you're working these days with, um, you were telling me about it, a, a Robin Williams organization. Hmm. Well, um, in San Francisco, Robin Williams, of course, and of course all over the world, he was a really beloved figure. But one of the things about him that I loved um he was a friend of mine, but also a great hero. He, he was a big champion for the homeless. And mm. through uh, Comic Relief, which is a series of benefits, which I helped on, um, he raised $70 million uh, mm. just with those benefits. And then he also spoke in front of Congress multiple times to help homeless people. And then he also had a clause in his uh, contract anytime he did a film or a, a, an appearance, he... Um, require a certain um, percentage of the crew to be homeless workers. So he was interested in giving homeless people a dignified wage, which was that, that was to me incredibly selfless and important, you know, because people don't need a handout. They need a a help and a hand out, you know, and, and so that's, um, so I, I, I I organized the Robin, which was um, this, very, very, it was actually pretty crazy. We would go out on the street and we had a sign that if you have, give, if you need, take. And so it was just a box and people would put in clothes and, and food and money and homeless people would come take it while there was mm. a performance happening for several hours on the street. And mm. it was uh, tremendous because, you know, we got a lot of people fed, but also hairdressers would come out and set up their chairs on the street and give uh, homeless people haircuts. Oh, and manicures wow. and pedicures. Oh, that's cool. And um, it became very, very elaborate, and we raised um, about $20,000 outside of that. And then I don't even know how much money was, like, raised in the street because we gave it all away, but online it, it sort of went everywhere, and we were able to donate. Most of it went to um, two organizations, um, the Larkin Street Youth Center, which is sort of a – it's an LGBT – a homeless home, uh, a housing place center for um, LGBT youth, and Crossroads, which is another um, organization for homeless children. So that was a great thing to do, and something to do to deal with our own grief 
uh, because Robin had died and and we were left with so many questions and so many, you know, so much pain. So it was a really good thing for us to channel our grief into something positive and beautiful. And um, so, you know, I think that if anybody is feeling sad, the best thing you can do is help another person or help somebody else help another creature because that's just... I think that's the only way out of it is to help. Yeah, we were talking about that before you came on about like all the benefits in being someone who gets involved in their community and who gives. I mean, it isn't of course, the person receiving the help um, it gets great benefits, but doing the action of the giving to that person is is also uh, huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of the beautiful things about that kind of charity is that it helps you maybe even more than who you're benefiting. You know, it's um, it's a really it's, it's really a demonstration of humanity at its finest. So I'm glad to continue in that, and I'm proud of everybody who does that, such as yourself. Mm. And, um, you know, it's something we've got to keep in mind always, and um, know that's the solution. When you don't feel good, um, just help somebody else. That's it. Well, um, a a couple of things real quick. I know that uh, you want this work to go worldwide. This started in San Francisco, and I know San Francisco has, like, don't they have like the largest homeless population in America or one of? It's pretty for big. Sure. Yeah. It's pretty big, especially because the city itself um, is also experiencing somewhat of a gold rush because yes. of all of the tech money coming in. So you have a lot of like rising rents. Um, housing is out of control expensive. Um, everything is more expensive there than it is anywhere else because you have a population that can afford it. But the people that are originally in the city... Uh, who had been there before the tech boom are suffering, and so you see oh, see a lot of homelessness. I mean, it's just you bear witness to it as you walk down the street. And so, uh, the B. Robin thing for me, it's really like um, it's kind of a free floating uh, charity. Anybody can do it in their town. Just go out there and help homeless people. And we did it by um, using social media. We, we put out a hashtag, hashtag be Robin, and we would announce our events that way. And, um, and I just wanted to encourage everybody, just you don't need to, you know, with me, you don't need me. Just do it in your town, whatever that is. There's a quite of a, a lot of, um, there's a lot of people that need help. Yes. And also a lot of animals, too, yes. which I like that. I like that, um, you know, when homeless people are able to have animal companions. And you were telling me about a vet that that works with homeless people with uh, a veterinarian who works with homeless people who have pets? Yeah, well, here, I worked on, um, on a uh, short documentary it started out as a full length. It was a it was a whole major project, but I only worked on the short documentary portion of it, and it uh, f- was all about homeless people and their p- pets and how large of a population of homeless people have their pets and they don't go to shelters and they oftentimes don't um, go to institutions who could really help them because those institutions don't allow their pets to come with them and they're not willing to give up their pets. And that's, that is starting to change. Um, At that time, a few years ago when we were doing that, there were only three uh, homeless shelters in the entire country that allowed pets, not, uh, Mm. you know, medical companion animals, but Mm. actual pets to come be a part 
of um, a, a homeless shelter. And in San Francisco, there is an organization who does massive, massive, it's like every, I, I want to say it's like the first Saturday of every month or, or you know, it's something like that. And, I, and I'll get the name so we have it up on our website. But they have a, a clinic and anybody who's homeless with their pets can come and get their animals checked out, can get them spayed, neutered, shots, uh, medicine, whatever they need, completely for free. Mm, that's great. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's really great. That's really important. Yeah. And um, it just also happens. So happens this week. I love how synchronicity works is we talk about um, pet holidays here on the show a lot. And this week, national holidays, I didn't even know this. There's one called Feeding Pets of the Homeless Week. And then oh, it's, man. yeah, it's International <laughs> Homeless Animals Day. So how's that for synchronicity? Oh, I love that. That's so beautiful. Because, you know, it's like when you meet different homeless people and then you see their beautiful animals, it's just the animals, they, they're just so attached. You know, they're so in love. Like, there's just that, because they need each other so much more in a, in a sense. Because it's like when you don't have a home, like your your companion animal is your home. Yeah, totally. And so that's so beautiful to see and such a comfort, I think, out there. What I what I witnessed was so many homeless people just so in love and grateful that they had a partner, especially women and, and younger women, too, out on the street who really face violence, um, sexual violence, rape, all these things every day. And if I like to see them with some, uh, you know, a, a creature protecting them. Yes. Um, even if it's just there to bark, if somebody's there, you know, that, that's enough sometimes. So that's really, really good. Well, do you know, there is, um, there's a, a, a study happening because there is a large percentage of women in particular who will not leave domestic violence situations because they are afraid of leaving their pets behind yeah. and they can't go to the shelter because they can't take their pets with them. It's such yeah. this awful catch 22. And so right. there's a right. lot of, there's a lot of um, light being shown on that uh, issue these days. That's, that's good because our pets are our children. You know, it's like you wouldn't want to leave your child in that situation. And in the same way, you wouldn't want to leave your, your animal in that situation. It's the same thing. I mean, we feel so much for these creatures. And it, that that love is is it, it it's formidable. It can't be underestimated. Yeah. Well, see, this is why uh, Tony here is um, the president of the uh, Southern ACLU, ACLU of Southern California. Southern California, and oh, yeah. they gave we've you given you an award, an award. In the past, Margaret. Yes, absolutely. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah! yeah! Wow, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why you get awards like this, Margaret, yes, for all this yeah. amazing work. Amazing! Yeah. Oh, thank yeah. you. But it's, I mean, it's a joy to do. You know, it's an honor to be able to do it. So to me, it's not necessarily something to be rewarded. I, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to do it. You know, it just it's just a good thing. Yeah. Mm, we love you, Margaret. Um, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're going to take just a quick little break here, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk uh, more with Margaret about her own crew, uh, Dogmar, Bronwyn, and Gunnan. A Gudrin. Gudrin. So I knew I, knew I was going to botch that. <laughs> <laughs> no, Gudrun is sitting. I'm actually petting her butt right now. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gudrun in a good butt pet. <laughs> She's a good girl. And we are back. 
with the Pet Matchmaker Podcast with yeah. Margaret Cho. My friend, yeah. my friend, comedian, actress, writer, director, advocate, advocate, documentarian, advocate. and <laughs> an animal lover, big animal lover. I loved you in Do I Sound Gay, by the way. I just saw it the other day. A lot of fun. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, who, who's, who else is getting a butt scratch over there? Well, there, um, there is a Dogmar. Dogmar is the newest member of my household. She is about a year old. Um, she's sort of a mini pin mix. She's from the uh, Lacey Street Animal Shelter. Yeah. And uh, she was found there. She was by herself. She's wearing a green turtleneck sweater. Oh. And um, my, um, my uh, ex-husband was there. And he, was, he just heard this screaming. And he turned around. And she was, like, ye- yelling at him, saying, Don't you know you're my father? Oh. <laughs> She um she she got scooped up and he, he brought her home and you know she's really uh she's she's really incredible so a, that's her and then there's um there's Bronwyn who you've met I think she's sixteen she's yeah. a really old old cattle dog Australian cattle dog and she's just wonderful and um, she's still around she's very blind and very deaf but uh, somebody took her to the beach. Uh, recently, and then she was with a half wolf mix named Milo, and she was running around and barking and acting like she was four years old. Aww. So, yeah, Bronwyn, when I was, act, I, I was yeah, so yeah. happy and I surprised to know that Bronwyn is still with us. That's sixteen. That's that's wow. that's up there. Yeah. She's strong and she's healthy, and you know, of course, there's like cataracts are there and the, the deafness is a problem but you know she's still totally like she still pulls on her locks and she's still <laughs> very very active so that's good and then there's Gutchen who is a Pomeranian Chihuahua she is probably I think about 8 years old and she's the alpha so she's the boss of everyone and uh, sometimes um, her skin is still a little bit loose, so she looks like she's wearing athletic socks, you know, the long ones from American <laughs> Apparel. <laughs> she's like, you know, like the thigh-high ones from American Apparel? Yes, I have a pair, actually. <laughs> yeah, really fashionable. So she's always wearing socks. Mm. And, um, yeah, they're, they're really sweet, and they do sometimes bark a lot at people at the door, but... They are such good animals, and um, I'm just so grateful to have them. And um, my big boy, who Elaine knows, Ray, died uh, a few years ago, and I still have his ashes that are put there, put by his bed where his bed was in life, where he liked to lay. Anyway, so he's very, and then around it, there's all of these artist renderings of him because I'm friends with many painters and and um, tattoo artists, and they know that I love him, so they have given me gifts of his image, which is so nice. So he's like a, he's like an uh, an Egyptian king. He has a little sarcophagus and a tomb with all all the things that he loved in life. Aww. Well, and how? That's it. 
how did uh, how did Bronwyn do when you brought the the new guys in? Oh, Bronwyn's always Bronwyn was always very good with other dogs. Really loved other dogs. And um, when I first got her, this is how long ago it was. Um, somebody had found her downtown, and they faxed me a, a drawing, a sort of a stick figure drawing of her. <laughs> And I said, okay, just bring her over. <laughs> and she came in the house, and um, she she actually shot out of, these women brought her over, and she shot out of their car and ran into the house and ran upstairs and said, she's been here ever since. You know, that was in 2000. And um, so, uh, and, and, and uh, Rafe, was, Rafe was mad when she was here because Rafe was the, only child did not understand why I had to bring another dog in here and and all of the toys of course are all over the house so every time she would go and sniff one he would say no that's mine that's mine <laughs> and she went to get spayed and when she came back she was so drugged and sick that uh, he allowed her to get in his bed and then he curled up around her and then they were best friends and, until he died no. so you know, it took a minute, but then um, uh, before Rafe died, Gudrun came, and, and Gudrun, uh, Gudrun and Bronwyn were, were friends very quickly because they're both girls, and they they did girl things together. And, <laughs> and uh, Rafe was always mad at, at Gudrun about it. <laughs> I don't think Rafe and Gudrun ever really saw eye to eye. He was a big, 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 uh, big like shepherd mix, like fluffy thing, and she's a tiny little little Pomeranian Chihuahua. So they never really quite quite made made it to friendship <laughs> but they were they were civil with each other enough. He was the grumpy old man. But it's it's it, I'm glad that she got to experience him and he got to experience her. Well it's but, always uh, and it's yeah. always the little dogs. They always think they run the show. Well they really do. They really <laughs> they actually do. They have um they make up for whatever in their um incredible strengths and um they make up for their size but but dogmar is the littlest of all she's a little bit shy um you know of of Gudrun. she's just a little baby but they all three girls get along really really well and i always just stop myself because i want them all you know i want all the animals yeah well, do you, yeah, there's so many you can rescue, and it's just hard sometimes to say no. And I, I really, I can't have any more, but I want more. Well, um, do you have nicknames for any of them, or like special voices that you use for each of them? I don't really have special voices so much, but um, like uh, uh, Brownie, Brownman, Brownman becomes Brownie or Brown, or sometimes I just say, you're the best friend I ever had. Mm. <laughs> and before I give her uh, her massage at night, which she really needs because she's just, she's old, so she has some pain in her joints. And so I try to give her a nice, like, rub down before she, like, goes to sleep. And um, so I don't have, like, it's, it's other names for the other ones, um, but I do, it's like I, I know them by feel, like I can feel like just, uh, like when I walk through the house, when I feel that, you know, that one spot on the floor mm. and you can feel with your bare feet, I know which one is each one. Or when there's two little um, wet marks from like a nose 
from Nashville. Yes. <laughs> you know, on the tile, and you go, I know who that is from the size of this, in between Nashville. So I, I don't... Uh, I don't have, do you have special voices for your babies? Not as, not special voices, but special names. And one of my favorite things is when, especially after I've gotten my car washed, my windows are all clean, and then I go and I look, and there's just like streaks of like snot and drool on the back window. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's so cute. There's also, there's a ghost dog uh, that lives here. There was a dog that lived at my house um, that I live in now who loved this house and loved the family and lived to be 21. Wow. And and her name was Tyler and she was an old basset hound. And sometimes in these at windows, sometimes in the nose and sort of mucusy marks that get on windows that are low uh, when you have dogs, I can see her face. It's really, it's, I don't know, <laughs> like a shroud of Turin. Wow. It's like really weird, but I love it. I love that this dog ghost is still here because she loves this house. Of course, you live in a house with a dog ghost. That is so you. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, of course. And it's a really good (laughs) feeling, you know, because it's like you're never really alone. and, And that's really beautiful. Oh, Margaret. Well, um, as, as we wrap up here, I, I want to send people, of course, margaretcho.com uh, mm-hmm. is where people That's can find That's where fi- my stuff is, yeah. I have a, I'm on a tour. It's starting. Actually, I'll be on state this month and next month and then all through the fall and all over Europe. So it's all on margaretcho.com. Yeah, and, and you're on. Uh, you're very active on Twitter. You've been, you've been very active um for all your advocacy and your work and your your funniness is um is on Twitter. You got a strong strong presence and strong following on there. Oh, thank you. Yes, I'm at Margaret Cho on Twitter, and I'm always up there, just you know, yelling about something. But it's it's really fun. So. <laughs> I advise people to go there. Follow me on Twitter. Well, and I started following you on Instagram, and I saw pictures of Gudrun and Dogmar and, and Bronwyn. I knew, but uh, Gudrun and Dogmar, your yin, your yin, yin and yang, white and black dogs. Yes. My little white and black. They are yin and yang. They're both so beautiful and so good. And um, yeah, it's hard to take pictures of black dogs. Like, I wish I had like some kind of a. I need to get one of those like. Um, not a filter, but you know, like a bounce back board or something. Yeah, so like a white card so I can flash on her so that people can see how beautiful she is. Because black dogs are so beautiful. All dogs are beautiful. I but know. Hard to photograph black dogs like Chihuahua. It's hot. Capture <laughs> like Rossmore is easy because he's a white. The black is hard. Uh, until the until at the end when T-Lock was virtually all gray, <laughs> my little oh, baby. Oh, so gray! <laughs> so funny when they get so gray. Brownie is almost completely gray. Mm. Little. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really funny babies! Oh, Margaret, thank you for taking time to talk with us today. Yes, of course. Thank you, and um. Kisses to Big Feed and Rossmore and your your kitties too, right? Yeah, kitties. kitties. Yeah, and Ellie. I got five now. I'm at my max. Wow. Yeah. So wow. Two two cats That's and three so dogs. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I and I was saying before you came on, you've always been such a champion of my work for animals. And I just, I really appreciate it. I, I really, really do. I just, it makes me feel so good and so happy. So thank you. Well, thank you for doing what you do. We need you. It's so important. Animals need you. And, and we're so grateful. Oh, and I hope, uh, I, I hope to see you soon. It, it's been a while. So maybe we can set up a doggy date when we're both back in town. I would love to. Yay. Okay, everyone, Yay. Margaret Cho. Thank you, Margaret. Thanks, Margaret. Wade is over there. He's like, because <laughs> <laughs> off screen, I'm like, Wade is like, forgotten. I'm like, I'm doing faces at I know, him. And I know. At him. <laughs> and then now that we're back on, oh, I just sort of sit there and listen. I'm a huge fan of Margaret. So I, oh, it's I really it. nice to hear when someone that you admire is, is a huge animal activist. So it was really cool to hear that. An yeah. all around sweet person. Yeah, really sweet person. And the other thing, too, that I, I wonder, like, you know, because Margaret has such a distinct personality and her comedy and. And uh, she gets really ballsy in her, in what she says and who she is. That it's also nice to like, you know, she can just come on and she just gets to be Margaret. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. on about yeah. her, you yeah. know. Yeah. Well, and for a second there, you, I'm tempted to sort of play with that because it's Margaret Cho. But at the same time, what makes this show so great is that you get a chance to talk to people about something different than what yeah. they normally talk about. And yeah. so it was really nice. You can really tell when we're talking to her how much she cares about this. Oh, it's like yeah. you. You can tell when he talked to you. I, I think, just like you, I think you guys think about how to help animals first, and th- that seems to be the primary, and then anything that you guys can get from it, it becomes secondary. You use your fame, really, to, to help out animals first and foremost, yeah. which is really cool. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what a great show, everyone. Absolutely. Huh? Thank you for joining us. And Dr. Brown, what were our cocktails this I week? I thought I saw you reaching for a cocktail just then. <laughs> we had the parakeet tweet. Which is a delicious champagne cocktail with mango, brandy, and Prosecco. Finish it off with a twist of lemon. And your spirits-free version, also in a champagne flute. You've got your mango, your orange pico tea, splash of club soda, and it's on. Cheers. Cheers. Yummy, yummy, yummy. And everyone, please get involved. Go to thepetmatchmaker.com. We certainly have a lot of great resources. We collaborate with a lot of organizations all over the world. There is never a shortage for anything to do. Get involved in your community. Help animals. At the very least, don't harm them. Yes. And uh, guys, I think that's it for this week, huh? Yeah. I found a sound machine. Oh. Thank you, Dr. Brown. <laughs> I can see from here, there are a lot of sounds yeah, on there. A lot of sounds. I can see. It, might, it might give my little machine, my normal little machine. It's going to be cognitive money. overload for you. Yeah. I'm not sure you're going to be able to handle that. <laughs> well, we'll try it out for next week. <laughs> okay. Hey, so in the immortal words of the legendary Bob Barker, help control the pet population, have your pet spayed or neutered. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye.